We are connecting community, culture, and climate of Ventura County and beyond. I'm your host, Miss Alanette, and All Things 805 is part of the Allen Network, meaning that you can listen to this show anytime as part of the Allen Network podcast. Now, that podcast is available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a host of other streaming platforms. All you got to do is go to your favorite streaming platform and search Allen Network, A-L-Y-N-E-T-T-E, work, and you can find past episodes of All Things 805 and this episode of All Things 805. Please take a moment, listen, share, and uh, please share. That's the most important thing. Share so others can get connected with All Things 805. And today on the show, I give you a couple of different interviews. I got a man and a lady. I will give you Dr. Veronica Rosala. She is a doctor of psychology and a licensed marriage family therapist. Now, May, I know it's a little bit ago, but May was Mental Health Awareness Month. I have on Dr. Veronica Rosala, who's a doctor of psychology, to talk about mental health wellness for the Latino community and all of us in general. So keep it here for that. Also on the show today, I have Mr. G. You might know Mr. Gomez. Um, he is the founder of In Lakesh Cultural Arts Center of Oxnard. You might have seen the van rolling around or you've seen him out with his mariachi and folklorical dancers. Um, and he is celebrating 50 years of In Lakesh Arts and Cultural Center in Oxnard. So I have him on the show today to celebrate and to talk about his programming over at In Lakesh. So that is on the way as well here on All Things 805. And I will also have your chance to win some tickets to an incredible concert that's coming up here in the 805 so you got to keep it here for that as well as I might have a few events that I'd like to talk about but first on all things 805 I give you Dr. Veronica Rosala she's a doctor of psychology and a licensed marriage family therapist here on all things 805. We are connecting community, culture, and climate of Ventura County and beyond. And we just got through the month of May, which was Mental Health Awareness Month. We're in June now, but we still have to have this guest on just to talk with everyone. Um, I have in studio with me Dr. Veronica Rosala. She is a psychologist and licensed LMFT. Hello. Hello. Thank you for asking me to come appear on your show. Oh. I, I, I love it. Oh, awesome. So the first thing I ask people that come on to the show, Dr. Veronica, is um, to share a little bit about yourself from your own point of view. What do you want the listeners of All Things 805 to know about you? Well, I am local. I was raised in Oxnard. I was raised in, if you want to call it the barrio in Colonia. Mm -hmm. And I... Um, have many friends still there and I, I my mother was did a lot of um, community outreach within the within that um, area so I'm fully fully aware of social social programs and social justice and I want to be able to use my knowledge in that and also my training and my mm -hmm. education and mental health so that we can come up with a better solution right what's going on in today's world so how did your path veronica you said you were born and raised in the colonia of oxnard and so how did your path guide you to 
psychology and taking that route to become a doctor of psychology? I was raised in a small community, and the community centered around the Catholic Church, Mm -hmm. which is Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um, My mother was a member. My family's been a member. I went to the school. My family went to the school. So I was raised with that background. And being raised with that background, it led me to do the Bible study. It led me to do spiritual direction and so Mm -hmm. forth. Because I was already kind of dipping in that field, Mm -hmm. even though I had a full-time job working for the Navy in Mm. the the computer field. I just kept on going into the field of, of speaking to people and sitting down. So I have a good friend I grew up with. Her name is Gloria Espinosa Lopez. She's an EOPS counselor at Oxford College. Mm-hmm. She kept on telling me, because we're comadres and comadres, I, I took her son for, um, I'm his godmother. She's like, come on, comadre, <laughs> you can do it, go finish school. So there I am, okay, Gloria, I finished school, my bachelor's, and then she goes, you can do your master's. During that time, my mother passed, mm. and so, and I was I went through I went through a deep depression. I was mm. just crying and eating and crying and eating. And then she told me, Go back to school, get your master's. I'm like, no. And she said, Come on, comadre, what are you gonna do? Sit in the couch and cry and eat mm-hmm. again? And I said, No, I don't want to. She goes, Well, go back to school. You love it. So I'm like, Hi, Glory, okay. So I signed up for the master's. Mm-hmm. But the master's program close to my home was in psychology. And since mm-hmm. I got my bachelor's in psychology, I thought, well, why not? What the heck? So I kept on going in that field. And mm-hmm. I got my master's in psychology and the professors there, everybody guided me to do the PhD program. Oh, so, so you just kept going. I just kept, it took me eight years. Mm-hmm. It took me eight years and I was still working full time. My daughter got married during that time. I had a grandbaby. Um, so there was a lot going on in my life too, but um, I did it. You did it. Stop. I'm in studio with Dr. Veronica. Um, she's a psychologist. And so you said that you worked for the Navy for a long time. I did. In I, computers? In computers. Uh-huh. I was one, at first, I was the manager of the computer department. When it was uh-huh. getting brand new, we were installing local area networks and putting desktops on Because I've been there for a long time. Yeah. Desktop on top of the, comu- on the desk. Um, and then from there, we went into installing um, le- local area networks out in the deployed sites. Mm and out in the reserve sites. So it just started growing, growing that I, I was, I eventually became one of the managers, not the manager, and mm-hmm. then of course I, got, I eventually just became one of the workers, or one of the leads. And um, so it was totally different, but because in the literature field, you also have to speak to the troops. Mm. They come to you and they tell you about their problems and what's going on and so forth. So I dabbled in a little bit of that, but it was never in, in professional capacity. It was just, professional was computers, mm-hmm. but it was just guidance. Yeah. I guided a lot of troops and a lot, a lot of people that worked in the military. Mm. And it was fun. So, so were you enlisted in the military or you yeah, just worked for the Navy? For the Navy. So Port Wyneme Base was your place then? Yes, yeah. I started at 15 and that time, as soon as you walked in the door, the clock was ticking. And I retired at, at 56, so 40 years, yeah. Whoa, yeah, 15 it, years old with the computers over there? No, at, at first it was a student aid, so I would help oh. like, make Xerox copies and, and, and run files here and there. And I, I did that for a while. I was even in college. But then I got switched over to uh, an assistant, uh-huh. assistant, and then from there I went to the computer. Oh, incredible. Uh, speaking with Dr. Veronica, she is a psychologist and a licensed marriage and family therapist, right? Did I say it right? That's yes, what LMFT stands for. Yes. So when you guys see that, those um, acronym behind somebody's name, that's what that means, LMFT, Licensed Marriage Family Therapist. Um, so yes, so we just got out 
of Mental Awareness Month, May. And I wanted to have you on because we, me and you have crossed paths. And um, I was like, what? Uh, a Latina doctor in the 805, which, you know, in psychology, that's pretty rare. You know, it, it is. Yeah. We are underserviced and under and not as educated as we should be, mm -hmm. which is what I wanted to focus on for my dissertation. My, uh -huh. my doc, my pro, my doctorate program I had to do right. was on, on educating psychoeducating um, the Latino population. Mm -hmm. um, but my my chair told me that's a big field. Let's break it down. So I broke it down. You know, I kind of yeah. went to the side too. Yeah. Um, but that has always been my focus is to educate, educate not only the people, not only the students, but mm -hmm. also the professors, the doctors, the other ones in the field. That wait, hold up. Latinos are a major population in the United States. Mm -hmm. Not only is that, not only that, but also there is the language as well. Mm -hmm. So we need to address those issues. Yeah. And so um, I wrote all my papers, all my papers, my bachelor's, my master's, my PhD on Latino mental health uh, or Latino theme, because one, well, I'm Latino, so I, I and I spoke to a lot of people, so I had a lot of data, mm -hmm. but also because I think it was very important, mm -hmm. very very important. Why though? I'm gonna take it a step further, Vito. Mike. Go, go, go forward. Because I believe that Latinos have a right to be able to go to the doctor and have someone service them that looks like them and speaks like them and understand their culturals, their cultural environment. Mm -hmm. Right? Doesn't necessarily they don't even necessarily need to be Latinos, but that they look like them, they speak like them, and understand their culture right. environment. Understand their culture. I remember mm -hmm. when I was younger, and, my, and a lot of ladies I knew, and my aunts, we would we would have to go with them into the office and explain what was going on mm -hmm. to the doctor. Yeah. Well, we were young children. How do we tell the doctor that my mother's having menstrual problems when I'm only seven, eight years old? Mm -hmm. How do I explain that to them? How do the doctors explain it to me so I can explain to my mother what's going on? Yeah. No. So. I should be able to go seek services to somebody that looks like me or understands mm -hmm. me or speaks mm -hmm. like me that I don't have to bring somebody to translate for me. That's right. Is it very hard? Yes, it's very hard because not everybody's going down that path. Yeah. But we, sh we could start. Representation so, matters. It and, does. And I also believe that if, a, if somebody's going to come to me and seek services from me, that I need to ensure to make sure that I am up to date with all the latest things going around, mm -hmm. all the latest theories, all the latest uh, therapeutic approaches so that I can provide the service that they're paying for, that hard-earned cash mm -hmm. that they're paying for that I, that'll that help them at the end. I need mm -hmm. to make sure that I do. So I have to, I, I study all the time. I'm always reading and researching. I, I'm always making sure, at least I try to make sure I'm, I'm up to date yeah. with what's going on. In studio with the Dr. Veronica, she is a doctor of psychology and worked very, very hard to put herself through school and get there to a very, um, neat, it's like a very niche market that you're in right now because there aren't many Latin, Latinas, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. female, female, yes, yes, of um, your heritage or your background that are actually servicing your own population and community. And can I add one more to that? Yeah, please? go for it. <laughs> Not only with that those things are true and, and those things are needed, but also those of us who are providing that service need to be able to work in the computer, understand the computer oh. field, <laughs> so that we can provide telehealth services because that's what we're offering now, yeah. telehealth services. Yeah. So if I'm going to address my population, of course I need to be up to date on that, but I also 
need to provide them the education they need because a lot of time a lot of, a lot of people don't know it with, with who are not as educated don't know how to work the FaceTime, mm-hmm. the Zoom, the any type of internet connectivity that you're going to use. So I, I, and because that service is is needed right now because of all the health concerns, I have to be able to go and reach out to them, getting myself educated in that area, to provide to provide them the services that they need. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that goes into it. It just, you know, of course psychology is the main that is yeah. what's needed, but we also need those other things to provide the services that we can. Right. So, Dr. Veronica. Um, I want you to address the, um, you know, we just got out of Mental Health Awareness Month. I want you to address the stigmas around mental health in marginalized communities. So the Latino community, you know, why is it such um, frowned upon or, you know, why is it not something that's so accessible or what is what is holding the community back from getting Thank the you. services that they need. Thank you for asking that question. There's a lot of a lot of um, reasons. One of the reasons is that it was always considered you don't tell anybody what's going on mm. outside the family. Yeah, that was taboo, and you don't let anybody know the problems that exist within the family structure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, as we know, they're not as healthy as they yeah. should be. In addition to that, we a lot of times don't have the financial resources to provide that to go seek that services. Mental health. Is considered in the bottom. There's the food, there's the, the the house, the mortgage, and so forth. Even going to the doctor, a father or mother will say, "Well, I need to take him because he, my son, to the doctor because he broke his arm." Well, yes, that's needed. That's an immediate need. Yeah. But for me to say, I need to put twenty dollars away so then she can go speak to somebody. Well, she could t- go talk to her friends. She could go talk mm-hmm. to her aunt. She could go talk to her godmother. She doesn't need to go. We don't. Need, we don't need to spend the money to do that. Yeah. No. Well, it needs to be considered now a priority it needs to be considered now a necessity i'll give you an example okay back in the day in the 40s and 50s and when, well, back in the day right <laughs> people didn't need to have a refrigerator a nice box mm. would do right right now everybody needs a refrigerator we need a refrigerator to sustain ourselves just recently we need a computer now to be able to connect to pay our bills to do yeah. but we need this for ourselves mm. we need to be able to go and seek the mental health services and we need to research it. Why? Because if we don't do it, no one's going to do it for you, right? If you don't show your children that this is a necessity, they're going to grow up thinking that it's not, which we have known because generational, that we know that, no, you don't need to go there. You don't need to go there. So we need to make it a priority. It would be lovely if both parents thought that. It would yeah. be lovely. It would be yeah. great. But in the Latino family, the father is considered the head of the household. Yes. But it's the mother who decides if the child needs to go to the doctor or not. Mm. It's the mother that says, if something's wrong with this kid, yeah. I'm going to take you to the doctor. And the father uses, okay, we'll take him to the doctor, right? And go get the money out of yeah. the bank and do it if yeah. there's no insurance, right? The mother needs to be re- to be able to recognize signs that the child is, is exhibiting some mental health issues, right? Well, not just because what used to happen back in the day, it was either somebody gave him mal ojo, which is somebody gave him the evil eye, <laughs> or someone put a spell on there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We believe the indigenous belief. There's some things that was done naturally done to this child. Yeah. Well, no, you know what, lady? Maybe it was the fact that you and your husband were having a big fight last night in front of this kid, or was it that you and that you were belittling him and calling him and his sister stupid and all those other yeah. words that this child does not need to hear? 
that now this person, this little kid is nervous and can't sleep and has is, has issues going, went in the bed and so forth. Those yeah. are all issues that should be addressed and not just excused or, or pushed under the carpet. Mm. How do we do that? Well, we need to educate the parent, educate the mother. Mm. I, that's what I wanted to focus on my my dissertation mm-hmm. on psychoeducating the mother. But you know what? I still have time. Right? Yeah, you still have time. Paper. I can still do you, scholarly all hey. Don't don't give up on Dr. Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> I still got time. So um, you mentioned when you were talking about how you know back in the day you can you it wasn't a priority for mental health you know or putting money aside for that or to pay for that or or even accessing those services for our youth or or you know anybody in general because they should just go talk to their uh, friend or their somebody that they know or their cousin or whatever just go talk to somebody you know about it so what do you say to that like what's the difference between uh, i'm gonna go talk to i'm gonna go talk to my sister about this problem i have or talking to say a psychologist about it thank you very much um the difference is that your sister your friend even the internet with all your google searches and so forth are not as educated as a educated licensed marriage family therapist mm-hmm. or a psychologist we are able to provide you therapeutic approaches a direction to go a lead at least a road to lead to to probably maybe to give you to provide you some type of relief mm. of this of whatever you're experiencing but your friend who's in the same grade as you are mm-hmm. the same state as you are is not going to give you the right a solution right they're not gonna because there's also they're also seeking it themselves mm. so what do they do let's go smoke a joint let's go get high oh. let's go drink let's go party let's go do this right mm-hmm. go to the internet what where's it gonna lead you that's gonna lead you to porn sites and all those social media things and maybe not as good for you as it, it, it could be they make you feel good right now yes. but in the long run they're not doing anything for exactly. you mm-hmm. i always tell people you know who's teaching our young kids about love is the is porn porn is teaching them because it's easily to go to them than it is to come to your parents and say mom what is love and i don't have time for that right now what the puts the mother on the spot where they're also questioning their love what they have with their mates or so forth Mm -hmm. so where do they go who can they go to well the point is right there we need to give them that information Mm, the internet we know it's not as healthy as it should be oh yeah the internet is is a powerful it's a it's a very powerful place meaning that there's so much information out there but then it's a bad place because there's so much information out there (laughs) yeah so it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse all at the same time in studio with dr veronica um she is a licensed marriage and family therapist and uh, dr veronica is a doctor of psychology so I um, thank you so much for being here and speaking to everyone about, um, you know, mental health. I think it's very important for people to let's work together to break the stigmas and get some help, you know, because you can't always rely on the people around you to be there and and to guide you and and what's the next thing that you should do sometimes your mind plays tricks on you, you know, and your family or your your you know your friend is just going to say the things that are going to make you feel good at the moment but they're not they're not educated or they don't have the tools to really guide you to how you're going to really resolve your issues and fix the problems for the long run you know and i would like to give you the floor one more time just in whatever you want to add or whatever you want to say to the listeners of all things 805 about 
uh, mental health um, or anything that you would like to add and tell people? Thank you so much. Well, you know, this program is a wonderful arena to speak. Thank so you. So I applaud you. I, I really do. And, and all your efforts and everything you do for the community, that's great. And for women. Mm. So thank you so much. I'd like to let everybody know that these there's services out there. Mm. There's services you can go to and seek. Some of them at cost mm -hmm. and some of them not. And some of them are willing to work with you and subsidize the cost. The schools are now having psychologists and therapists in, in the school platforms. Mm -hmm. And that's wonderful, too. Seek those services. Tell your child to go to to set up an appointment with the counselor at school but whatever it is whichever way you have to go please seek it there's nothing wrong with seeking mental health services mm -hmm. it it could save a life it could save a life yes and that's what we want at the very end we want to be able to do talk to everybody even if it means we got to fight every day but at least you're here mm -hmm. at least you're here yeah so seek those services please all right dr veronica rizala uh, she is a licensed marriage family therapist, a doctor of psychology, and um, tell them how they can contact you if they want to seek you as oh, their you provider. So mm -hmm. Well, I do have a, a clinician's number, mm -hmm. and that number, I don't know, do you want me to give it? Yeah. That, that number is 805-407-1039. Um, you can either text or leave me a message, I because I'm in with patients, so I won't answer when mm -hmm. I'm with my patients. So, leave a text text is good and i always get back it may take me a day or so but i will always reach back out to you mm -hmm. um please also i'm going to leave some business cards here so you might you know can contact um this beautiful beautiful lady here <laughs> and and i'm 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 the committee i'm within the committee so mm -hmm. you can also reach out to me all right word of mouth great thank you so much dr veronica oh thank you thank you for what you do for everybody thank you and still on the way on All Things 805 is my interview with Mr. Javier Gomez. He's the founder of In La Quech Cultural Arts Center of Oxnard. You might know him as Mr. G, or I call him Mr. Gomez. He's still on the way on All Things 805, as well as your chance to win some concert tickets and a few events going on in the community. Keep it here to All Things 805. I'm Miss Allenette, your host, and this show is part of the Allen Network. Don't go anywhere. You should have been downtown the people are rising we thought it was a lockdown they opened the fire them bullets was flying who said it was a lockdown goddamn lie oh my time heals all but you out of time now judge gotta watch us from the clock tower little tear gas cleared the whole place out i'll be back with the hazmat for the next round we was trying to protest and the fires broke out look out for the secret agents they be planted in the crowd said it's civil unrest but you sleep so sound like you don't hear the screams when we catching beat down staying quiet when they're killing but you speak loud when we ride got opinions coming from a place of privilege sicker than the covid how they did them on the ground speaking of the covid cause it's still going around oh, won't you tell me about the looting what's that really all about cause they throw away black lives like paper towels plus unemployment rate what 40 million now killed a man in broad day might never see a trial we just want to break chains like slaves in the south started in the north end but we in the downtown riot cops try to block now we got a showdown you should have been downtown the people are rising we thought it was a lockdown they opened the fire the bullets was flying who said it was a lockdown goddamn lies downtown where i got popped with the rubber bullet train
I'ma cut the channel off the news before I lose nah. it. I ain't even tripping if you with it, then we lose. Nah. Let me put this Louis in the back of Suzuki. Oh, he had to break it down so smoothly. They gon' say it's not about race, but we moving. Oh, pow. Got the trade pound, had to put in my name. What should this play now? Uh, any given day, I'll be headed to the pulpit. Say a little prayer, matter of fact, I need two of them. all things 805 and we are connecting community culture and climate of ventura county and beyond and in studio i have an 805 icon right now now if you don't know you better get to know uh mr g a lot of people call him mr g i've always called him mr gomez back when i was at haydock junior high <laughs> <laughs> We've been knowing each other or seeing each other in, in circles in the community for a long time in studio with Javier Gomez of uh, Mariachi in Luketch. Hello. Good morning to everybody. Hi. Uh, it, for me, it's a great honor to be here with you and to, to be able to be a teacher back in those days back in to, the day <laughs> and and to come into a studio and be among some of the students that were dreamers and how they realized their dreams and and fulfilled them you know mm -hmm. and, and and my course in life has always been how can we empower those that don't know to discover what they should be doing for themselves as they have been dreaming unconsciously or consciously. Mm -hmm. And so, it, you know, if we can just guide and say that key word that will stimulate and empower somebody and change their world, oh, what a, what, what a gift, you know? And, and that to me is, is, for me to be here, this is like a, I feel like a voyeur, you know? Mm -hmm. I get to stand, and be part of, of a process that 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 is now fulfilled in, in as a dream that somebody had. Mm -hmm. And now we're in a studio talking to each other and looking across yeah. these mics and saying, <laughs> Good morning. Yes, yes. <laughs> well the first question I always ask Mr. Gomez is what do you want the All Things eight oh five listeners to know about you? From your own point of view, your perspective, what do you want them to know about you? What I want them to know is that uh, the arts movement that I am part of, which is the Enlakech Cultural Arts Center, is here to, to give an opportunity to everyone and anyone because I work with people that, that are dreamers. Mm -hmm. I work with young kids from the age of two years old to as old as the heart can be mm -hmm. to seniors who I have to bury, who come back at, at a later age and say, you know, I I used to want to sing a song and, and I want to 
I, I, I always wanted to be in front of an audience mm -hmm. and share the music that is in my heart and and sing. And so so they come with the same scope as a as a child coming in. Children come in without knowing what they're going to be doing right mm -hmm. away. But adults that that lost their youth come back with that of, to recapturing that their, their period as young men and women mm -hmm. to to fulfill the fantasy of you know being in front of an audience singing a song or acting. I had a lady from Ventura County at the age of 80 years old mm. that came to my center and, and said, I want to dance and I want to sing, I want to act, I, I want to do this. And I asked her the question, what did it take you so long to come back to the stage and mm -hmm. all this? And she showed me a picture when she was 13 years old dancing in back home in mm -hmm. Mexico mm -hmm. and how proud it made her feel and how, uh, how energetic and she loved the audience's applause and, and jubilation. Mm -hmm. that, that she created among joy, the people. Joy, joy. Joy. Mm -hmm. and, and then she said, I got married. Mm. So I had to take care of my kids. And then, then, then after my kids, I had to take care of the grandkids. And after my grandkids, I had to take care of the, the grandkids, grandkids and mm -hmm. children, you know, my great-grandchildren. And then finally I was freed when my husband died. Mm. So grandma, great-grandma, mom told everybody, this shop is closed. It's my time. <laughs> it's my time to fulfill. So uh -huh. I want people to understand that our center is for our community. Mm -hmm. That it's it's a center that 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 speaks to a Mayan concept of in la Kech, which means you are my other self. I love and respect you. I love and respect myself. And it is it is in the end like it's that we are the mirror of the audience and the audience is a mirror of us mm -hmm. and that's the end like itch. and and i want them to understand that we're all part in this movement creating you know joy and happiness bringing bringing people to the table mm -hmm. you know building bridges between people of color of all sorts you know mm -hmm. we we do performances in 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 communities that are predominantly white and mm -hmm. and the kids see the children performing and 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 it kind of that to me is there's a chemistry or an atmosphere that mm -hmm. that breaks down you know racism and discrimination and and builds builds hope wow those kids can play that music mm -hmm. or they can dance or they can or they can sing a song you know and i can do that stuff you mm -hmm. know or sometimes they my kids become like role models, and I tell them, you're ambassadors of goodwill. Yeah. Whenever we go throughout our county, you're ambassadors of goodwill, but also you're empowering other young men and women in our community who say, Mom, can I go over there and learn how to dance? Mm -hmm. I want to I wanna sing. I want to play that, that violin, or I want to play that, that trumpet. You know, I, I want to be up there on the stage. Mm -hmm. and, and so kids come in. I don't advertise what I do. It's through word of mouth, mm -hmm. through families talking to each other and saying, you know, we saw these kids doing this, and let's take, take them over there. Mm -hmm. And then Mr. Gomez doesn't charge anything, you know? And, <laughs> and, and our center is a free center because there are certain key things in life that have to be given to our community, mm. and nothing should be expected in return. Mm. You know, uh, my dad what, always got mad at me for saying, why are you doing it for free, Michael? Mm -hmm. You got you, you you got to charge. You should be making money off this. I says, Dad, no, no. It's you, you're missing the the big picture. The big picture is when you provide something for our community, 
to 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 take them away from drugs, take them away from the violence in the home, take them away from uh, negative things that will influence them, whether it's drugs, you know. If we can create an, an atmosphere where they can find hope mm. and they can see that there is another world for them to fulfill, you know, not that they're all going to be great stars, you know. I, and, and in my 50 years of doing this, I've only had four kids, two girls, two boys, at the age of three years old, performing with my advanced performers, mm. singing and playing the instruments with the greatest joy and having the the vocal cords of great stars and and in those 50 years i said you know it, it's great to see four but in between in between there there's those four have become the role models for the other kids to try to be like them mm -hmm. and so uh as an educator what would take me two weeks to teach at my junior high and the kids are always looking at their watch and saying mm -hmm. are we done mr gomez are we done you know in my center, after five minutes and teaching them something, they're asking me, what's next? Mm. What's next? What's next? There's a hunger. And and to me, if anybody wants to know what I what inspires me, because uh, I retired in 2007. Mm. And so I continue with our center because I see the tremendous impact that it's having on the life of children, educationally, emotionally, and also in their family life. In studio with Javier Gomez, he is um, the founder of In La Quech, uh, Cultural Center in the city of Oxnard. So, Mr. Gomez, you were a teacher for so long, and so you've seen so many changes in the education system. You've seen a lot of different things come and go. You saw me come and go <laughs> and grow up. Yes. But um, what I wanted to ask you is I'm sure you've seen a lot of arts education leave the schools during your time. So how important do you think it is for arts education and for youth to be exposed to that in an educational setting? Well, there's two mindsets in our society. Each one of us as an individual has two sections of our brain, the right and the left. One is the effective domain, which is the feeling mm -hmm. and the enjoyment and the artistic side. The other side is the cognitive, which is the academics, the, the learning, the skills. And those two, sometimes some children are only on the effective domain. They're not good at education. They're not good at reading or writing or doing math. Math. But but <laughs> but but you you give them a guitar and they're playing like Mozart. Uh huh. They're playing like Sogovia. Yeah. You know they're they're and you and you look at them. It says, well, he's not that bright. How can he do that? But it's the effective domain. And mm -hmm. to me, I, I think that that's, as an educator, I saw that early on. Not all our students in our schools are academically mm -hmm. going to go to a university or a college. You know, and over the years, I, I've helped sponsor scholarships to empower not only those that are going to college, but also those that want to go to a trade school mm. or go to a career because their mind is not in that academic level. Mm -hmm. They're in that effective domain where they're, they're good with their hands and they can, they can, and we all need a mechanic. Oh yeah. Oh, we all need a painter. Oh, we, we need all, more of those. We, <laughs> need, we and, 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 and our, and our school system fails to, to recognize the importance of that, mm. you know, and, 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 
when I was at Haydock, you know, we were cutting back on uh, on the cultural act, uh, artistic things because we had to focus on the academics and the learning mm-hmm. uh, of you know the certain methods uh, of whatever it is in science or in math or in reading. So you and, could pass those proficiency tests that yes. we had to take. Oh, yeah, and, <laughs> and not everybody, believe it or not, I had a student, and the teachers would get mad at him because. All he did was doodle, mm. draw, draw, and and he drew me. He he, he made my image and mm-hmm. he gave it to me. But uh, I know that this young man is going to be a great artist, a doodling artist, mm-hmm. tremendously gifted. Academically, he wasn't too concerned about the academics because he already knew what his future was. Right, he was going to be a graphic artist mm-hmm. that that can design, and 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 it's just like the 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 famous artists that we have that are the doodle artists that create their entire house with doodle art. Mm-hmm. That's him, and that's all. And so what I did in, in in my math class, I gave him instead of giving him the math uh, questions or the math problems to solve, I gave him uh, drawing paper and and pencils. Uh, uh, artist pencils as go for it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in between, do a do a, an equation or so. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I you need to stimulate where their path is going, uh-huh. and, and 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 that's what I've seen in my center is that, you know, with with working with my kids after I left teaching after thirty three years of teaching, uh, I continued with our program because I believe very strongly of the impact that it was having. It was having a tremendous change in, in our kids. Most of my kids are probably great students at their schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, you know, they're, they're, four, they're 4.0 average students. Quite a few of them, mm-hmm. you know. Not all of them, but quite a few of them. And, and when, when that happens, that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the same time, I have kids who are special ed, who need a lot of support doing the physical work, you know, and, and it, or, or even if they're slightly handicapped because they, they have deformities in their bodies and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, I, I put them into the mix and t- to have them feel like they're, they're worth something. Yeah. And, and when they feel worth something, the mother and father are watching and they're feeling proud. Yeah. That's my son. He's engaged in a normal activity that's making him feel like he's a human being, mm-hmm. that he's part of the society. And to me, that that's that's what I continue with my center. And then the failure of our schools to to take away the arts from our schools is is been the, the worst thing that they've done around our area in Ventura County. We have you know a couple of school districts who see the value of the of the arts. You know, Ventura, the city of Ventura, has a tremendously beautiful arts program that they got engaged with, bringing in artists into the schools, and they they're connecting them. You know, mm-hmm. and our school district has gone. Oh, you know the opposite mm-hmm. way and and I feel bad there's a couple of schools that in the Oxnard school district whose principals and teachers feel you know we need the arts yeah and and we because of of what it is providing for their kids to open up uh, one socially to you know uh, engaging in in some creative activity that that tr- that develops a skill yeah because to be an artist it, it it's not easy to be an anchor person, 
mm-hmm. on a on a on a Jaguar News program yeah. and get up there and say good morning Jaguars, you know, <laughs> right? You know, or to be somebody speaking on the radio to learning how to communicate and listen and and share ideas with with the public and and interpret what the your 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 presenters are saying and, and retake it back and say you know what we have Mr. Gomez here in the eight oh five things eight oh five you yeah. know <laughs> is that all I saw Mr. Gomez. <laughs> But we have Javier Gomez in studio. He is um, celebrating with me today. It is a celebration, a 50-year anniversary of the In Luggage Cultural Arts Center. So thank you for celebrating with me and coming on. I think your wife was like, you need to go. Well, I talk to Miss Alanette. <laughs> Finally, we've been seeing each other in the community so much and saying, we're going to get on. We're going to talk. We're going to talk. And finally, it's happened. And it's yeah. the 50 year anniversary. Oh, wow. I thank you. And my wife, Irene. Irene. Mm-hmm. So if you're hearing Irene. Shout out. <laughs> shout out to Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Gomez because she loves Alanette and oh. all the great things that you say. And, you know, she's constantly listening to you every day. And oh. she says, you know, the message that that our community is getting is all right yeah and it's positive so tell me um if people want to get involved they want to check you out um mr gomez at the inla catch uh, cultural center how can they support how can they get involved what do they do where do they call where do they show up let let them all things 805 listeners know everything about well, your center you got to call 805 <laughs> 890-2193 ask for mr gomez and and i'll give you information about our center or not come over to our center at 250 east 5th street in Oxnard, we're by the railroad tracks, enter to the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, over by Taco de Mexico, right? By Taco right there. de Mexico, yes. <laughs> right there, hey, right hey, there. Hey. <laughs> we're open from 4 o'clock on to 8 o'clock at mm-hmm. 9 or 9 or with, with my singers, they stay there until about eleven o'clock, oh. or sometimes one o'clock. <laughs> oh God! But yeah. but but uh, but uh, we welcome everybody, and uh, you know we offer free classes in in music and in instruments uh, like the guitar, the trumpet, the violin, the guitarron, uh, the harp, the mm-hmm. accordion. We and one of the great things about my students is that they're not afraid to mix it up. You know, mm-hmm. in other words, they they don't. They, they're not purists where they stay only strictly mariachi with certain instruments. Yeah. They'll bring in the uh, Veracruz music into the mariachi or they'll bring in the Norteño music and we mix it up or and we play a, a, a mixture of music. And so we, we and also we've been blessed by great maestros who come from all over the uh, the country mm-hmm. who have come and, and given shared their knowledge. And and I thank the, the maestros that, that are currently with me. They're all they, they're doing this out of their heart. Mm-hmm. And then my landlords gave me this building where I do this for free for our community. Wow. So I, I'm blessed by great people who believe in the cause of empowering our youth mm. and giving them hope. So thank you, Luz. Thank you, Bob, for that building. Hey. I, they, they finally told me, it's okay, Mr. Gomez. You can let, a, let the public know who no, we shout are. Out, shout out to you guys. <laughs> Those are our padrinos. Yes, for sure. Okay, so the number for... Um, um, if you would like to get in contact with the In Luggage Cultural Arts Center, is 805-890-2193. Ask for Mr. Gomez. And happy 50-year anniversary. Oh, 
Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. No, and it's, it, it seems like it was just yesterday that we started. Oh, you know, man. 1973. Oh, wow. 1973. And, and we started as a theater company. Uh, I staged plays for about maybe 15 years before we finally met our goal to open up our center. And, mm -hmm. and uh, once, once I opened the, the, the center, it, it metamorphosed. Mm -hmm. And I listened to, the, to the, the heartbeat of the kids and said, we want this, we want that, we want this, we want that. And so it metamorphosed into what we have today and, and is, is driven by, by the interest and the passion of the uh, kids in my center. <laughs> you know, some of them have grown up and gone away and uh, become professional performers you know some of them are playing with mariachi aguilas and i i feel really honored to to see my kids grow up and and become empower themselves yes. and, say, and and that's been my hope you know for me it, it always hurts when when i lose somebody but but i know that they're growing up and in a couple of years in the future they're going to be uh, out there professionally doing their their craft and this has changed their lives. Mm -hmm. This has changed their lives, you know, where now music is an integral part of their lives. Mm. And either they're becoming teachers or they're instructors. And I'm, I'm taking, uh, just to let you know, I'm taking my all my kids. We go to Nyland Acres, to the Nyland Acres area. And my students are the teachers teaching the young kids over there. We have over 50 kids from the age of four years old to as old as about 13 or 14 years mm -hmm. old. And and they're doing it because they're giving back to our community. And, and thanks to Nyland Acres, who's giving me up and they've been hounding me to go over there and yeah. do something but uh but i i can't split myself in half <laughs> yeah can't be two places at two times <laughs> you know you're only one human being um javier gomez um is the founder of in Lakesh Cultural Arts Center. Thank you so much for being a guest on All Things 805. Thank you for inspiring the next generation of leaders in our community, um, incorporating music, arts, and cultures, and keeping that all alive in the 805. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for the invitation. And to all the listeners, you know, keep on listening, support Elinette and whatever she does. And likewise, you know, um, create a scholarship fund so that we can find the next Elinette to come over here and become. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need a scholarship. I, I need an intern to come and help me over here. I appreciate you. Let's, let's solicit that, Mr. Gomez. <laughs> yeah. It's all things 805, and we are connecting community, culture, and climate of Ventura County and beyond. I'm your host, Ms. Salinette, and I'd like to say thank you so much to our guest today on the show, Mr. Gomez, founder of Inc. La Catch Cultural Arts Center of Oxnard, as well as Dr. Veronica Rizala, Doctor of Psychology and Licensed Marriage Family Therapist. Thank you to them both for taking time to hang out with me on all things 805 and get the word out about what they got going in the community. So today on the show, uh, I wanted to talk about a few events. It's a little uh, small version of the all things 805 community calendar of events. The 32nd annual Juneteenth celebration of Ventura County will be held next Saturday, June 17th at the downtown Oxnard Plaza Park 
from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. This event celebrates the 1865 Historical Proclamation of Freedom from Slavery in Texas, the final state that the word that the Civil War was over and the Emancipation Proclamation had been signed and slavery in the United States was no more. So Juneteenth celebration of Ventura County will celebrate Juneteenth, which is now a federal holiday, um, Saturday, June 17th at downtown Oxnard's Plaza Park. The address is 500 South C Street in the city of Oxnard, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you need more information, visit JuneteenthOxnard.org. And Grammy-nominated Julian Marley, yes, son of Bob Marley. He will be performing live with Tomorrow's Bad Seed on June 16th at Libby Bowl in the city of Ojai. Again, Julian Marley will be performing on June 16th at Libby Bowl in the city of Ojai. If you need more information about this show, you could call the Libby Bowl box office at 888-645-5006 or visit wheremusicmeetsthesoul.com for more information. Libby Bowl is at 210 South Signal Street in the city of Ojai. Grammy-nominated Julian Marley, son of Bob Marley, will be performing live on June 16th And guess what? I got your chance to win tickets for this show. So if you want to win tickets to see Julian Marley live on June 16th, head on over to the All Things 805 Instagram page. The handle is at all.things.805 and look for Julian Marley's flyer. When you see that, just follow the directions in the caption on how to win tickets to see Julian Marley live June 16th. It's going to be a great week leading into Juneteenth. And if you have an event, resources, information, something you're passionate about, and you need to get the word out to the 805, be a guest on All Things 805 Radio. Send me an email to allthings805radio at gmail.com and let me know you would like to be a guest or you can send the information via DM on my Instagram page at all.things805. I really appreciate every single one of you for taking time out of your day, whenever, wherever, however, and wherever you're listening to All Things 805, you are greatly appreciated. We are connecting community, culture, and climate on all things 805, part of the Allen Network, and I'll be talking to you real soon on all things 805. Have a blessed rest of your day.